So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. <laughs> hey, welcome to today's episode of Bible News Radio. I am your sweet and lovable host. I hope you can hear me okay. It's Monday, which means that we're overcomers, people. So, here's the deal. Do me a favor and share this out, okay? Because we got a lot to talk about today. that out. Alright, want to say hi to people on YouTube if you're there. Thank you for tuning in, even if you're on the replay. And if you're watching on Twitch, glad you're there. Yeah, I am. So do us a favor, leave us a comment that way we know you're there. You can do that on all platforms, by the way. If you're on Periscope, you can leave comments. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Twitch, if you listen to the archive on our podcast, we are we are broadcast on about 17 different podcast platforms. Uh, so you can also send us an email or a tweet, or you can leave a message on Facebook, all at Bible News Radio. So go ahead and listen to Mandisa for a minute here. It's one of her most popular songs out there, by the way. All right, how's that for doing a good fade out? Yeah, it is. All right, I'll take that out of my head. All right, we got a lot to talk about today, everybody, and I just want to give you a quick heads up here, let you know that for the last, hmm, what is this, four o'clock? Oh my gosh, probably. Six hours. <laughs> the approx- approximately six hours I have been, you know, dealing with this pretty severe allergy like thing going on. I got I have really bad post nasal drip today and it's in my throat, making my throat hurt and you know, and good news is yeah it is. There's good news. 
<laughs> the good news is, is it's not hurting my ears and it's not stopping my ears, making me have an earache, which as you guys know, if you have ear, throat, nose issues, you know, it's, it's, uh, definitely, um, um, one of those things, you know what I mean? So anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, with that said, pardon me if throughout this episode, I occasionally cough up some phlegm. Not that you need to know that's what I'm doing, but because I'm on camera, it's kind of hard not to see. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to end up talking and I have lots of water. I've been drinking a ton of water. I've used, you know, what I need to do, <laughs> but I don't know, people, just, just today, it just kind of hit me. So anyway, uh, so forgive me in advance for, uh, for that. Cause you know, it might happen just so you know. All right. So we had a good weekend. I don't know about you guys, but, um, we had a good weekend. I don't know. Did you guys have a good weekend? Say hi. Let me say hi to you guys. Let me, let me say hi over you, over to <clears throat> some of you over here, Eva. Melanie, Sean, Wanda, Nair, Sharon, and more are on here. And um, and then if you're over on YouTube, I don't know if anybody's watching on YouTube. I haven't gotten over there yet. But don't forget also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Even if you don't want to watch our show over there, go and subscribe anyway. Because we need a thousand subscribers over there before we can start to monetize this show on YouTube. And we'll be talking about that in a minute anyway, because, you know, YouTube uh, does that. So uh, there we go. All right. So there is that. And then if you're on Twitch, uh, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and go over there as well. Obviously, we're not live streaming on Facebook anymore because nobody really watched it there. So we figured it. I just post YouTube, my YouTube video over there. Uh, speaking of weekend, I want to apologize for not doing weekends in the Word last night. <laughs> yeah, you want to say why? Well, I was doing <sighs> what was supposed to be a simple shower repair. I was leaky shower. It was supposed to be. And um, <laughs> watched a YouTube video. This is how you do this. This is and, real life. You'll love this. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, 11-minute video on how to do what should be like a 10-minute job. Maybe less than that. Anyway, but it's funny because the guy that did the video went on and on about taking the bonnet off of the 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 valve body because these things get stuck. You may need a strap wrench, maybe two strap wrenches, and if that doesn't work, spray with this. Do about five minutes of this eleven-minute video is dedicated to how to take this bonnet off, but I was able to just twist it off by hand. It was fine. The thing that in multiple videos that I watch about taking the cartridge out, that's just supposed to be a piece of cake, you know, pull straight out and wiggle and it pops out and that is not the case with ours. I ended up spending about four hours <laughs> taking it out piece by piece. He the cartridge in there. And our water was off the whole time. Yeah. you know, It was I off from what, two o'clock to like this morning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the that's the thing I don't. And this is water, courtesy of my sweet neighbor who came and gave us a whole flat of water. Yeah. <laughs> that's something I never quite understood. That when it comes to bathtub faucets and shower faucets, they don't put in shutoff valves. You know, for sinks, there's always, always, you know, hot and cold. 
shutoff valves to, for the supply line so you can shut those off and work on the faucet, whatever. But when it comes to, to bathtub and shower faucets, I, I, the houses we've lived in, which has only been two, uh, well, three if you count one that we rented for about six weeks, but I wasn't familiar with that one really. But anyway, the houses that I'm familiar with, there's no shutoff valves for shower bathtub faucets. You have to shut the water off at the street, the main water supply. I'm going to sneeze now. Yeah. Well, we only have an hour show, right. so. Anyway, so. <laughs> my my five dollar my five dollar ten minute repair turned out to be a uh, hundred dollar <laughs> um, we had to call a plumber yeah anyway yeah and the, and the guy that came out probably put it together in less than five minutes <laughs> no it was, it was close no longer than what's up mister I mean, he was here for he was here for about <clears throat> well in over an hour about an hour and a half he was here doing stuff so anyway all right well back to you yeah back to me people after all i am your star <laughs> hey you, you know what yeah i am no <laughs> all right hey i want to give you some announcements too number one tomorrow tuesday we're gonna do our bible study on tuesday so make sure you read first peter chapter one at least for our bible study tomorrow it's switching from Wednesday this week because on Wednesday, I have a very special guest. My friend, Dr. Jennifer Fee, is going to join me on Wednesday. And we're going to tell you all about a webinar that her and I are going to be doing next Wednesday on the 15th. It's called Five Peaceful... What is it called? Five Peaceful something. Five five ways to, five ways to a peaceful mind. That's it right I mean, there. I mean, get it. Nailed it. <laughs> Thursday... You will definitely, I mean, you definitely want to be here every day because, you know, seriously, what's a day without me? Really? <laughs> no. Thursday, though, I have the author of Cold Case Christianity on the book, on the show, rather. Uh, Jay Warner Wallace, his name's Jim. He actually was in uh, God's Not Dead 2. Uh, he is a frequent contributor to Dateline. Uh, he is a homicide detective retired now um but he he dealt with cold cases now randall's blown his nose <laughs> really quiet yeah quietly uh, anyway so cold case christianity a homicide detective investigates the claims of the gospels um forwards by lee strobel and rice brooks uh this is one of his books that he wrote this was written in 2013 uh and then his other book, Forensic Faith, A Homicide Detective Makes the Case for a More Reasonable Evidential Christian Faith. This book was written, I'm not sure what year this one was written, uh, but it was written recently, I'm sure, in 2017. And he has a brand new book out, which I don't have actually, um, but I forgot the name of it. But we'll, we'll find that out Thursday. So anyway, he is going to be our guest. And I am super excited uh, because I love Christian apologetics. If you don't know what apologetics are, it's not learning to say you're sorry, although some people need to do that. <laughs> uh, Christian apologetics, this is basically, apologetics is um, the ability to, to know what you believe and why, and to be able to confidently defend what you believe about it, the situation and why. And so he is uh, 
he is a, a top Christian apologist in the, I think in the world, but for sure the country of America, um, highly respected. And he is completely engaging. He's winsome. And, you know, I'm serious. How many homicide detectives do you actually know, people? I don't know any. So this is going to be my first one that I get to talk to. Um, and I love how he took his doubt as an atheist and he looked at his career and how he would analyze evidence as a homicide cold case detective, right? And he applied it to the scripture and the beliefs that are laid out in the Holy Bible. Uh, and and now he's not an atheist anymore, just so you know. So uh, I am looking forward to this show Thursday for sure. It's going to be fun. This is going to be one of my... Um, you know, meaty conversations and, you know, these books, both of these, Cold Case Christianity, Forensic Faith, and his new one I will have in there. I just found out about his newest one. Um, they are all available on my Amazon store, which you can go to amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Bible News Radio. Okay. Uh, by the way, anytime you buy anything through that link on my store, it actually benefits us here at Bible News Radio. So anyway, I'm super excited about it. I hope you guys can invite your friends this week to come and enjoy Bible study, uh, my time with Jennifer on Wednesday, the time with J Jim Warner Wallace on Thursday, and then of course we have Free For All Fridays. So it's going to be, it's going to be good. So yeah, we can type it. Uh, bear, maybe Bareface can type it or Melanie, you can type it. Somebody in there can type it. So it's Bible News. It's Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Bible News Radio. So you just got to put a shop between Bible News Radio. Yeah, Randall has it right there. We can just keep it up for a while. Okay. <clears throat> so over the weekend, um, there was a pretty significant breaking news story that took place. Um, in the world of evangelical uh, Christianity. And um, unless you really follow these issues, you may or may not know who Rachel Held Evans was. Um, but unfortunately, uh, you know, she passed away on the 4th, on May 4th. And she has uh, left behind a husband and two very, very young children. Um, she was she was very well known. I want to read uh, an article about her passing. Let's see here. That's which one is that? That's NBC News one. Okay. So this is titled um, "Progressive Christian Author Rachel Held Evans, 37 Dies." Um, Evans was the mother of two children. Progressive Christian author Rachel Held Evans died in Tennessee on Saturday after spending two weeks in a hospital for treatment for an infection and brain seizures. She was 37. Sarah Bessie, a writer and friend of Evans, says she died in Nashville early Saturday morning, surrounded by her husband and friends. Bessie said Evans challenged the evangelical community by addressing sexism and racism and championing voices of people who have been marginalized in the church, including the LGBTQ community. Evans was a resident of Dayton, Tennessee. Her books include Faith Unraveled, A Year of Biblical Womanhood, and Searching for Sunday. Evans' website said she wrote about faith, doubt, and life in the Bible Belt. Um, Evans served on former President Barack Obama's Advisory Council on Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships. She spoke at churches, conferences, and universities around the country. Dan Evans 
wrote on his wife's blog April 19th that she was placed in a medically induced coma after her brain experienced seizures during treatment for an infection. Doctors tried to reduce swelling in her brain Friday but could not save her. Bessie called her friend courageous, loving, and passionate. I can't imagine a world without her voice. The um, she was she was leading in a space where a lot of people in the church were silent. Evans was the mother of two children, and uh, funeral arrangements are pending. And then another article that was actually just written a couple of hours ago. Um, you get, did did I send you that one? Yeah, it says here. How did Rachel Held Evans die? New t new details on the tragic death of the 37-year-old Christian writer. Um, she was put into a medically induced coma. Not every person of faith believes in traditional scripture or rules. For instance, with the Catholic Church, you may only believe certain passages in, in the Bible, but think otherwise for others. And though some of us may not be religious at all, there are pioneers who question the original word and challenge religion altogether. Rachel Held Evans was one of those people. Evans was a Christian columnist known for her works that questioned and challenged traditional beliefs in the evangelical church. Tragically, she passed away on May 4th, but how did Rachel Held Evans die? On April 14th, she was hospitalized following an allergic reaction to antibiotics and announced she was being treated for a flu and UTI combo. She even tweeted that she would be unable to watch the final season premiere of Game of Thrones. On April 19th, her husband Dan updated her fans with the news that she was receiving treatment for an infection but began exhibiting unexpected symptoms including constant seizures and by May 2nd her health had taken a turn for the worst as she was put into a medically induced coma in the ICU. Unfortunately, she died two days later at the age of 37. According to Dan, who provided updates on her blog, shared that Evans had died after experiencing massive brain swelling. He wrote, he, he wrote <clears throat> Rachel was slowly weaned from the coma medication. Her seizures returned, but at a reduced rate. There were periods of time where she didn't have seizures at all. Rachel did not return to an alert state during this process. The hospital team worked to diagnose the primary cause of her seizures and proactively treated uh, for some possible causes for which diagnostics were not immediately available due to physical limitations. Early Thursday morning, May 2nd, Rachel experienced sudden and extreme changes in her vitals. The team at the hospital discovered extensive swelling of her brain and took emergency action to stabilize her. The team worked until Friday afternoon to the best of their ability to save her. This swelling event caused severe damage and ultimately was not survivable. Rachel died early Saturday morning, May 4th, 2019. This entire experience is surreal. I keep hoping... It's a nightmare from which I'll awake. I feel like I'm telling someone else's story. I cannot express how much the support means to me and our kids. To everyone who has prayed, called, texted, driven, flown, given of themselves physically and financially to help ease this burden, thank you. We are privileged. Rachel's presence in this world was a gift to us all, and her work will long survive her. It's incredibly tragic that someone so intelligent and groundbreaking could pass away so young. Not only does Evans leave behind a husband, but two young children as well, a three-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter. 
Outside of motherhood and marriage, Evans published a number of books that challenged traditional evangelical teachings, such as the role of women in the traditionally patriarchal church, as well as the inclusion of LGBTQ church members. She began her career as a journalist and columnist and started her own blog in 2007, so she's been around for quite some time. Uh, anyway, this is a long article. I'm not going to read the rest, but... but um, it is definitely a uh, very sobering time for the church as a whole. And, you know, I, I, I find it interesting. I'm, I was reading over on Twitter comments. Beth Moore wrote today or yesterday, she wrote, thinking what it was about Rachel Held Evans that could cause many on other sides of issues to take their hats off to her in her death. People are run rife with grief for her babies, yes, but also I think part of it is in an era of gross hypocrisy, she was alarmingly honest. <coughs> there we go, number one. Um, and she was. I actually read, you know, in my coverage, you know, when I cover um, the progressive movement and... Um, you know, the gay agenda and the pro-life movement and things like that. Rachel often wrote, you know, things that I completely disagreed with. Um, and I read it on the show. I think the thing that makes it interesting to me, excuse me, about her death, um, is that those on the Christian right actually show some respect towards her and the loss of her. While, and I'm going to say this, and I know it's not going to be popular with some people, but, you know, whatever. You tune into me for me, right? I have seen nothing but vitriolic hate from the progressive left and the Christian progressive left, the so-called Christian progressive left. You know, when people like Jerry Falwell die or, or others, there's always, always a ton of vitriolic hate that comes from that side. I've documented it. I've watched it for decades, almost two decades. Um, I'm sure when Dr. Dobson dies, it's going to be the same old stuff. It'll be ding dong, the, the witch is dead. And, you know, let's stomp, you know, he's burning in hell type stuff. To the Christian rights credit, I will say, I've not seen any of that from anybody. Not one person, actually, um, on Twitter. Um, but I have to tell you, honestly, the thing about this that breaks my heart the most you know, and, and, th and this is an open dialogue, right? This, this is why I thought I'd cover it because I didn't agree with her on anything, really. She mocked biblical womanhood. She mocked the scripture, okay? She completely opposed what God's word says clearly on homosexuality and the life issue, those two, those three issues, <laughs> okay? She did, truly did. That's what she was known for, um, but it raises the question, and this came up on my Bible News Radio Facebook page. It raises the question, if a person truly receives Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and actually believes um, in their heart that he is Lord, that he was buried, that he rose from the dead, you know, the actual gospel, the, the, con the concise gospel, right? If a person really believes that and receives Jesus, like, like John chapter 1 verse 12 says, and they hold all these anti-biblical ideas like she did, are they really saved? And do they get into heaven? And my answer to that is 
Yes, because we're saved by grace. We're not saved by works. We're saved by grace, not by works, so that no one should boast that they should come in. What I don't know, um, because honestly, I never read her books or anything, is I don't know what she, she believes about Jesus. That's the truth. I have, no, I, I have no clue what she believes about Christ. I have no idea what she believed about the Bible being God's word. I have no clue. What I can say, based on what I've read in the headlines and based on some of the, the popular quotes that are being thrown out there, is that she was a woman who doubted a lot. And the Bible says that, you know, when it comes to doubt, a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. Um, that's true. I mean, that's what I think of when I think of that. Um, when we ask in prayer and we doubt, you know, we're told not to doubt. So... You know, I mean, we all doubt, right, on some level, but the the thing is, um, you know, it it's it's like who knows? Only God knows, ultimately, right? And there there was there was a couple. There, I take this back. There was one tweet, one Twitterer, that I saw when they found out Rachel was sick. They were praying that she would get healed and that she would repent in time. So, and some, some on the progressive left attacked her and they accused them of uh, being hateful and how dare they, you know, and all that. So, you know, here's what we know. Number one, we don't know if anybody's really saved because, you know, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. So only God really knew if she was saved or not. Um, what we do know though, for sure, is that her family is hurting big time and that we do need to pray for her husband and her two babies. I mean, two babies. I mean, seriously, guys. Two little babies are left behind now without a mom. I don't care if that mom is liberal or conservative. These are two children now without a mom, okay? They're orphans now. They don't have a mom. Um, and you bet they're going to have doubts and questions about God, for sure, most likely. Um, I can say that um, there was a GoFundMe account set up for her. And it, it like last time I checked it, it was like basically double what they ha they were asking. So... Uh, so, you know, scores of people have donated to that to help out the family, um, and all that. And I think that's good. That's what the body of Christ is about. Um, so I think it's, uh, tragic. And, you know, the other thing that I, I, um, you know, I ponder, I wonder, um, you know, and I, I go back to this frequently on this show because, you know, because we know that it's appointed unto man once to die. And then after that the judgment. And I used to think this in broad terms, you know, I used to think, yeah, there's going to be the big white throne judgment, right? And there will be for all of us. But I also believe that there's the, the individual. Yeah. I think, you know what I mean though? Yeah. I think that, you know, we all, it's a point on demand once to die. And after that, the judgment, this is where I, I was kind of taking some issue with some of the comments I was reading. Some people were like, well, God's, you know, time for her was up and his, you know, he called her home and blah, 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 blah. While other people, mostly those on the left who loved her and, and supported her work and agreed with her, um, were just kind of like, F this. And I mean, they were using the F word and a whole bunch of other stuff. And it got me thinking, again, it got me thinking theologically, well, if we believe God is sovereign and we believe God's word when it says appointed under man wants to die and after that the judgment, then we have to accept that, you know, this, that May 4th was her day, right? May 4th, 2019, that was her end date. 
There's nothing she could have done to get out of it. Maybe she would have died some other way. I don't know. What I do know, though, is that it's a reminder that you don't know. You do not know. You don't know how you're going to go, you know, and none of us is guaranteed tomorrow. And that's why I think it's really important to be ready and to make sure that you have your faith in Christ and him alone, not in your works, not your political ideology, you know, not, not in anything that you think that you can do, but in who, who Jesus is, you know, who is Christ? Who, who do you say that I am is what Yeshua said to Peter, right? And Peter had to answer that question. And we all do. We all have to answer that question because that's, you know, in John 14, 6, when Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father, but through me, he said it to a doubting person. You might recall that was Thomas. You know what I mean? So, and I know I've been reflecting a lot. I had a, a nice conversation this morning with my friend's daughter who, um, who died uh, her mother died in February, as you might recall. I lost four friends in February to death and one in March. So five people, and well, one of them I wasn't really that close to. But but of the four that died, they were all believers, and I had no doubt about it. Um, and so that reminds that reminds me, and I know I, I'm not trying to bring up a, a money-making opportunity, but you need to get your will done, people. And I don't know if Rachel had hers done or not. I'm going to probably guess no, because most people don't. But, you know, if you're not familiar with the Legal Shield and, and the services that we offer, then you can know that for $24.95 a month, you can get your estate planning done. You know, estate planning is not cheap. And Legal Shield is awesome. And you can learn more if you go to bit.ly forward slash LOJ2019. You can learn more there um, also. So the other thing I wanted to tell you, too, is uh, we have identity theft protection. And actually today, <clears throat> I was actually notified of a, of a data breach today. Um, and I want to read you the email that I got. But it's just going to take me a second to bring it up. Wisent, which is the tutoring platform that I actually do work on, um, they actually had a d data breach. So I want to share that with you. Um, let's see here. Got to log in here. I didn't send you the link, Randall, because it was came in my email. I don't think it has on a um, thing. But yeah, it's important. You know, only about 40% of people have a will made and um, uh, take care of all that end of life stuff. You know, and, and, and talking to my friend's daughter this morning for a couple hours, you know, helping her to process Mother's Day and and all that coming up for her, you know, she was sharing with me a whole bunch of stuff about, you know, stuff that she did. And I'm, I'm, you know, she's 29, you guys, my friend's 29. That's a baby. I mean, she could be my daughter. So anyway, um, so in the event though, that your data is breached or, um, or your information is stolen, we all have notice of a data breach. So I got this from Wisent today. It says, uh, Dear Stacy, Wisent values your business and respects the privacy of your information. We are writing as a precautionary measure to tell you of the data security incident that involves your personal information. What happened? On May 2nd, two days ago, or four days ago, we noticed an anomaly with a subset of our data on a single database 
Further investigation led us to locate a data breach that occurred on April 27th, uh, where an intruder was able to gain access to certain personal identification information for affected customers. We immediately addressed and fixed the underlying issue and have assessed the extent of this intrusion. The data that may have been assessed included personal information limited to your first and last name, your email, zip code, and for certain customers who log in to the platform using Facebook, <clears throat> their Facebook profile image. The data did not include any password payment information or record of your activity on the Wisent platform. No other data is known to have been assessed. And then it goes on and tells about what they're doing and all that. So here's the thing, you know, I'm a user of this. This is a tutoring platform I do tutoring on um, <clears throat> or coaching, depending on who wants to hire me. Uh, <clears throat> I hear the thing. Here's the thing with, with ID Shield, you get pretty much everything monitored. Um, you get your social security number monitored. You get 10 emails monitored. <clears throat> you get um, dark web monitoring. You get your driver's license monitored. And I have stories for actually every single one of these, by the way, from people who've signed up with me and or people who need to sign up and they're like, eh, I don't want to do it. Here's the thing. It's better to be safe than sorry. And it's better to be proactive than reactive. It's better to set up some protection for yourself now so that you have it with our $5 million guarantee uh, or suffer later when it happens because this is going to keep happening and here's the thing you guys and i don't know if you're aware of this or not companies are not required to tell you when data breaches take place good companies will but it's not the law to my knowledge that they actually have to which is why so many people are like shocked when they find this out months later oh there was a data breach six months ago i had no idea why because they you know because the company didn't tell you well they're trying to cover their butt. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing, you know, the irony of it all. Usually when something like this happens, especially if it's a big, huge company like Marriott, for example, when a huge, huge, huge data breach takes place, you know what they offer everybody to help them out? Identity theft protection and monitoring. But don't you think it's a little too late then? Yeah, it is. That's why you should get it today. And by the way, at the beginning of the year, I told you I wanted to sign up 100 people this year for ID Shield. Just 100, a minimum of 100. Here it is, what, May? It's the fifth month, people. I have, I've only signed up, I think, 15 people this year. I got a ways to go, so why don't you be one of those people? You know, do yourself a favor and get protected and, um, and also get your will and all your affairs in order, too. And then you can also benefit from all the member perks on top of it. You, you, the membership pays for itself and uh, so now is the day to get signed up alright and if you're in another area um, you know you know, we can do a, a video chat or a phone call and I can tell you more if you have any questions just get in touch with me through the website that you see there or if you most of you know how to get in touch with me you can just call me up or text me or contact me on Facebook alright okay all right, <clears throat> I'm really trying hard not to cough <clears throat> this stuff up. It's very, very difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Okay, let's see here. I have another article. Uh, this is titled, uh, Google Dumps Top Black Female Conservative for Believing Men Can't Be Women. And I want to read you 
uh, what Ann Polk said about this because she's the one I was I was tipped off about it. Ann, if you recall, is the the executive director of uh, the the Restored Hope Network. Is she came out of the lesbian lifestyle um, many about two decades ago. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh, all right, really. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that's it. Huh. Oh, it must be on her other page. All right. Well, never mind. I'm not going to read it. Well, no, I want to. Hold on a minute. I've had a super busy morning. Otherwise, I would be right on top of this. Wait, let's see here. Mm. <coughs> <coughs> let's see here. Yeah, here it is. Okay. So here's what Anne actually says about the article I'm going to read you. She says, Wow, please read. This is very important. It should warn all of us that Facebook and big social media has entered a phase of disallowing dissent when it comes to gender ideology and correctly identifying individuals by their biological sex. The consequences are huge and cannot be overstated. Essentially, Facebook, Twitter, and Google are so huge they could be considered monopolies, which, yeah, of course, that's what I've always thought. Being banned by Facebook is what happened to a supporter of one of our ministries as recently as about a week ago. This is now happening to civil communications. Dissent is no longer allowed in certain areas. The emperor has no clothes when it comes to this topic. Okay? Uh, so yeah, let me read this and, and, uh, I know this is quite lengthy, so it might take a minute or two to read this, but, but this is vital and important. So if you haven't shared our show out yet, please do. And, you know, I'm sure people, the four or five people that Twitter will let you know <laughs> about it. will see it, you know? Oh, and it also, if you don't guys don't mind, you can also take the YouTube and tweet it and you can also share it on your Facebook page. Uh, I encourage you to do that just to irritate Facebook, and that would be cool. All right, so it says here, When I spoke this March at an event sponsored by the Heritage Foundation at the UN Convention on the Status of Women, I mentioned to the moderator that it must have seemed odd for Heritage to have invented, a, invited rather a liberal feminist to their event as it was for me to be there. I went on to describe how I and many other women have been fired, harassed, um, or no platformed by the left for disbelieving in gender identity fictions, including the existence of the female penis. Yeah. As odd as everyone surely feels about those we found ourselves agreeing with, we all seem to have found a lot of common ground on challenging a movement that's mandating parents to go along with the chemical sterilization or surgical sex organ modification of all children who discover gender identity on Tumblr or in a PFLAG group. Uh, PFLAG is the parents and friends of lesbians and gays, in case you didn't know that. Or after a friend at school goes trans, many people find it curious that such drastic interventions are being proposed for a vaguely defined psychological condition with an ever-expanding list of barely related symptoms. And, and mermaids underscore gender has this screenshot and this is what it says. It says here, other ways gender dysphoria may present. 
depression and or anxiety. Uh, and dysphoria, by the way, is just a, you know, it's a cool word for confusion, essentially. Um, poor family relationships, isolation, frustration or anger, avoidance of social experiences and dating, unexplainable feelings of not fitting in, feeling guilty or ashamed, feeling lonely, grief, disinterested or disengagement with life, a diagnosis of ADD or ADHD, a borderline personality disorder, autism, bipolar, depersonalization, suicidal ideation, feelings of uncertainty, and decreased, gen and decreased gender dysphoria. Most of that sounds like adolescence in general. I know. That's what I was just thinking. I was thinking, um, what part of this have not all of us gone through at some point? Right. I, I mean, mean, normal people, right? I was 12 and 13 once and hit just about every one of those symptoms. You know, I was in, when I was in junior high school. Yeah. Yeah, just saying. It had nothing to do with gender dysphoria. Right. Or, or transgenderism or you know, whatever. It says here a tweet from the UK charity Mermaids, which promotes child transition and gender ideology from the 2019 European Professional Association Transgender Health Conference. <gasps> That's a big name. April 12, 2019. It shows a slide from the presentation of Aidan Olson Kennedy, a social worker who consults on pediatric transition as the director of the Los Angeles Gender Center. Center. I, cer I certainly didn't think when I was talking that day in New York City that only a few weeks later I'd be reading a news story about the head of the Heritage Foundation being deplatformed. Now, guys, if you don't know who the Heritage Foundation is, they're a think tank, okay? A conservative think tank. A very highly respected conservative think tank. I'm going to say they're not Christian per se, but they are a highly respected conservative think tank known very well in Washington, D.C., so, just in case you didn't know that. Anyway, yeah, Google disbanded its entire artificial intelligence ethics panel after its employees protested the inclusion of Heritage's president, K. Cole James, who wrote about the experience here and it's linked. The protest wasn't over the inclusion of a conservative generally either, but appears primarily related to Heritage's position on gender identity. Anonymous employees calling themselves Googlers against transphobia. Isn't it neat how the, the, the courageous bullies on the left always hide behind anonymity? I mean, that's, that's so wimpy. I figure, and this is my thing, I figure, look, if you're going to be bold about something, you're going to be a big mouth about it, you're going to be threatened to somebody else's career, their job, their... Their livelihood. And why don't you be bold enough to put your face to it? Cowards. Cowardly cowards. They're like the lion. The cowardly lion. Uh, yeah. What a bunch of wimps. You know what? I say that bluntly and I mean it. People like that, I just want to smack. I know. I say that in Christian love, of course. But I really do. Because it's like, look. If you don't have the backbone or the chest to stand up for what you actually believe, then... Then you sh then you really don't believe it all that much. If you're not willing to suffer for your beliefs, then you know. And, down. and and here's the thing: this is what the Bible demands that we do as Christians. It says if we suffer for doing what is right for the cause of Christ, then we are blessed. Just so you know, right? And you can expect it, right? Anyway. 
<sighs> All right. Anonymous employees calling themselves Googlers Against Transphobia closed their sign-on statement in opposition to James. That's K. Cole James. An African-American this way. Google cannot claim to support trans people and its trans employees, a population that faces real and material threats, and simultaneously appoint someone committed to trans erasure to a key AI advisory position. Given this, we call on Google to remove K. Cole James from A-T-E-A-C. Okay, so why don't you put your name to it, cowards? Anyway, so thanks to gender identity activists having quite an astonishing tantrum, a major global technology provider with a questionable track record regarding long-term planning and product support has just abandoned outside ethical review of their AI projects. Heritage is up for the debate, but not Google. It's true that Heritage has become widely known as one of the only mainstream political organizations that will provide a platform to any feminist, medical professional, or detransitioner who's critical of gender identity at all. Two years ago, Heritage hosted a left-leaning midwife who was thrown out of her midwifery organization for refusing to use sexual or sex-neutral language in the profession. <laughs> and a lesbian veteran who campaigned to end Don't Ask, Don't Tell, along with two conservative women in their biology isn't bigotry panel. Biology isn't bigotry. Uh, a year later, they held a panel on gender dysphoria in children featuring medical experts. This year, some of my colleagues at the Women's Liberation Front spoke this January at another Heritage panel on the inequality of including gender identity in the Equality Act, although with a focus on the harms of transition to children and their families. Heritage held a further panel on medical harms to children, featuring two medical experts and a detransitioner a week following my appearance at the UN event. Shortly after the council was disbanded, Heritage went ahead with a previously announced event focusing on harms to women's sports if men are allowed to compete. By the way, I have to also say, don't even get me started on that. I read an article, and I don't have it here in front of me, but I read an article this weekend about, uh, I think it was a boxing um, event. It was a female boxing event, and some freak man pretended to be a dang woman was allowed in there who punched the crap out of the actual woman, like severely injuring her. Okay, now I don't know about you, but what knucklehead? I'll just say that what knucklehead would allow an actual physical man pretending to be a damn woman? In a boxing ring with an actual woman, knowing that women are the weaker vessel, okay? Now, here's the thing. We, we are the weaker vessel according to the word of God, not because we're weak mentally, but because physically we are weaker. And women, you know, hello, I don't care how much weight you lift. You're always going to be a physically weaker vessel than a man, even a man pretending to be a woman. So, you know, if, if it was me, I would see the rear end off this stupid event where this trans man, this man pretending to be a woman, beat the crap out of an actual woman. That should outrage you. I mean, it really should, you know. It, I mean, you know, to pull a parallel, it would be like, okay, we'll see. How about we put a, a teenager, just, just for sake of fun, do a, a, another ridiculous parallel. How about we have a high school, a senior boy uh, wrestle a kindergarten girl, right? You know, their genders are normal. Okay, whatever. Why don't we just have that happen? 
Uh, do you think that the high schooler will beat the crap out of the kindergartner? Of course! But some knucklehead with no brain will go ahead and do that. I mean, it's a parallel. I'm not advocating for that unless somebody accuse me of that. But to have a man pretending to be a woman because he's so effed up in the head, and I'm sorry to be so blunt about it, but that's the reality. Beat the crap out of a woman who who's a boxer. I'm sorry. That... I mean, why don't we just legalize men beating the crap out of women for fun? For sport, literally. I mean, that's what it is. Then again, you also have to ask yourself what the woman was thinking, thinking that she could go up against a man pretending to be a woman. It's so stupid. And you know what? This is what irritates the living daylights out of me as a middle-aged woman. You know, I am smart. Hey, I go to Publix for my groceries I have an injured back and neck, right? I am asked, ma'am, do you want me to carry your bags out for you? And there's a part of me that says, no, I can do this on my own. I, I have two arms. I can carry my own stuff. You know, I got a cart. I can push it. You know what? I say to that young man, absolutely. You know what? Because it's going to save my back from being hurt. There is nothing wrong. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with being a weaker vessel in any way, and there's also nothing wrong with, with showing some stinking respect to another human being based on who they are. This is what drives me nuts, because we've lost that. It's insanity in our world today. What? Oh. You know, and then you're crazy. You're the crazy one. Yeah, you Christian, you bigot, you hater, you homophobe, you wacko in the head, actually thinks that biology's between your legs. Oh, it's not in your brain. Oh my gosh. Ugh. don't even get me started on that. But that really bugged me. I mean, I, I read that article and I think I posted it in my daily disciples group, but I read it and I'm like, you know, what the heck? I mean, how can a man pretending to be a woman even feel remotely good about himself for hitting a woman in a boxing ring? I, I don't get that. I mean, or, I really, or I really anywhere don't on get, anywhere or, on earth for that matter. Exactly. You know, I mean, I just, I don't know, Pastor Garrett. We need more men like you out there. They're talking about DNA transplants now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry for losing it there for a minute, but this irritates me. All right, so. Back to the article here. If you listen to any of these panels, all, you, all you'll hear will be calm, reasoned discussion of real events, including the deplatforming of other women, medical harms to children, and medical facts. You won't hear anything like the kinds of harassment and threats that gender activists routinely issue to those who disagree with them, especially women. It should worry everyone that respectful commentary on gender policy like Heritage has featured can get people removed from polite society now or even fired, it should dispel any remaining belief that this is just a fringe internet phenomena that can be ignored. Gender totalitarians stronger than other far-left groups. From my perspective as a liberal, by the way, this is written by apparently a liberal, who used to work at the Service uh, Employees International Union, SEIU for short, headquarters in D.C., you may remember SEIU as a regular feature on Glenn Beck's old whiteboard. 
Those segments always cracked us up at the office. I've never seen anything like the power gender activists have on the left to rule entire viewpoints out of bounds or blacklist staff across issue groups on ideological grounds. Within the union space, the communication workers of America have generally sided with the telecommunications industry on net neutrality against a broad opposing consensus on the left. Construction unions are often on the opposite side of policy fights with environmental organizations. The teachers' unions weren't thrilled with the support several Obama administration figures gave to charter schools, and this fight continues within the party at the state and local levels. None of these major policy disputes have been resolved by declaring one side or the other out of bounds or their opinions disallowed, and these are not small disagreements. Hey, Randall, you feel up to reading the rest of this? Uh, I can. Why? Just because my throat's pretty sore and I'm feeling a lot, lot of um, congestion in my throat at the moment. I think I need a, mm. I think I need a break. Because <laughs> okay. either that or I'm going to cough a lot and <clears throat> I need to drink some water. So let Bareface continue the reading, right. people. Yeah, the author makes a good point. All these other serious, <clears throat> you know, topics about environment and and education stuff like that. But there's there's panels with differing viewpoints, and that's all well and good. But don't you dare allow a differing viewpoint when it comes to whole, you know, gender identity. Anyway, she goes on, goes on to write, as an example, uh, more people will be familiar with, there's abortion policy. While the Democratic Party is mainly in favor of women's access to abortion, no less a figure then Nancy Pelosi recently declared that there would continue to be room for voters and elected officials with opposing views in the party. Gender identity activists are not only more powerful with liberal activism than the union and women's movements combined, they also have astonishing ideological dominance within the technology companies that represent the new public square. Any expressed disbelief in mind over matter sex change can get your posts or your account suspended from Twitter, Facebook, or WordPress. It's not just technology companies. Even WordPress? I didn't know that. It's not just technology companies enjoying the PR benefits of being part of the Human Rights Campaign's Business Coalition for the Equality Act, or who will go to great lengths to stay on the right side of HRC's Corporate Equality Index, which we've reviewed in the past. And um, anyway, yeah. whole other thing. Accenture, a global management and technology consultant with offices in Washington State, recently through a female reporter, uh, Joanne Walsh, out of a ticketed event they were holding on transgender visibility at their UK offices in London, along with the lesbian feminist attending with her. The women had done nothing besides sit quietly in their seats before seven police officers showed up to remove them from the venue because one of the panelists recognized the women as having disagreements about gender identity politics. There's something for you. Shall I go on? Yeah, or unless you just want to commentate. It's a long article, but the point is is that you can, you know, 
You, yeah. I'll tweet it out so you guys can read it. And I'll, I think I put, I already put it in our daily disciples group. I mean, that's that's where we at in gender identity politics. Yeah. Here's a ticket event. They bought tickets. These women showed up. Some of the panel recognized them. Oh, they're the ones that disagree. Hadn't opened their mouths to say anything. Their very presence was not allowed. And they scored it out because they don't toe the line when it comes to gender identity politics. Yeah. By the way, I should say that that also happened with Stephen Black and um, <clears throat> a couple other people last, last year when they were trying to go to the Revoice conference, which was the progressive uh, pro-gay conference put on by people who really should know better. Um, they want they bought their tickets. They wanted to go in and just watch and observe, and they threw them out. They would not accept the registration. They gave them their money back. And Janet Mefford who hosts a radio talk show, uh, Stephen Black and others ended up doing, you know, a counter conference called God's Voice, um, where they refuted the, the, um, what I think is heresy of the, the Revoice conference where, um, you know, there is blatant disregard for the word of God written in its actual context. Um, you know, it's happening. I mean, I've had people here. I've told you this before. I've been doing this show 15 years, and I have had people who will not, even though they agree with me, oh, yeah, they will not donate to our show. They will not support our show. They will not sponsor our show because we dare to actually say homosexuality is a sin. True true story. They agree with us, but they don't want to be out there. <laughs> Unlike Ariel Ministries, who does support us, by the way, should tell you about that. Camp Shoshana is coming up uh, July 7th. Ah, you thought I forgot, didn't you? Truth is, I did, actually. Uh, anyway, but Bareface didn't. <laughs> uh, camp Shoshana School of Messianic Jewish Studies. You guys should go to this camp. Oh, my gosh. If you guys have the opportunity to do this, you want to get really grounded in God's Word, they're going to be doing things like, they're talking about the Book of Joshua, Judges and Ruth, Deuteronomy, Jewish history, highlights of Isaiah, feasts of Israel, book of Proverbs, spiritual life, life of the Messiah, which all of you are mandated. You should go into that in the life of Messiah. Uh, they have a personal eschatology class, introduction to Judaism, the remnant of Israel, angelology, saintology, and demonology. Um, and they do offer scholarships for pastors uh, and others. If you want to gift a scholarship or something, all you got to do is go to Camp Shoshana. Uh, dot com right there that's camp s-h-o-s-h-a-n-a-h camp shoshana and you can find out more by going you can also go to ariel too ariel.org and learn more the other thing you can do is get this book brand new book i'm reaching for it the feasts and fasts of israel yeah it is the um their historic and prophetic significance i love the cover the guy that does their artwork is so awesome. I, I love that. Anyway, um, this is uh, available for, what, what? how much does this cost? I forgot. Like 28 bucks or something? Yes. $28, but you can save 20% when you use our coupon code. Bible News. So flood the store today and get, you know, get Christmas presents for people <laughs> uh, and other stuff. Good book. All that. Just to show you, there's a, you know, this here, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. There's some really kind of cool, cool uh, drawings in here, too. I don't know about you, but I like uh, that. 
Also, hey, I want to read a testimony I got about our show today. If you don't mind. Um, I like to... By the way, anybody who wants to write and tell us what the show means to you, I totally appreciate it. Because we don't always know. But, uh... But I... I don't think, um... I don't think Beth will mind me. You guys remember Beth? Some of you might remember Beth in Australia. She sent me this note today. I want I want you to hear it. And Beth, I hope you don't mind. It says, hey, sweet and lovable woman of God, that would be me. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Anyway, just a quick note of gratitude to you for being a dear friend at a time when I needed one most. I was searching desperately to find truth and my, my, my place in the body of Messiah, Bible News Radio, and our daily disciples studies helped me immensely in reigniting my passion for God's word and my first love and is burning even brighter today. But you and Randall helped to fan that flame so it could continue to burn even in the midst of the winds of doubt. Then a, key, then a key event took place, and you had a key role. You, you interviewed Rabbi Greg Hirschberg. He is a Messianic rabbi. I love that guy. He's the one that told me I was Jewish before I knew it. Anyway, and, um, and messaged me to listen to the replay. I did, and the rest, as they say, is history. I have a home at Beth Yeshua, Australia, Beth Yeshua International in Macon, as in Georgia. Um, <clears throat> just launched a new website that I designed especially for them from a Messianic believer's perspective. And she says how long it took her nine months to do that. Um, and then she said, I know my place within the body of Messiah, at least for now, until I hear different from Abba. So thank you for being you. Open, real, she bolded that, in all caps, <laughs> real, <laughs> uh, passionate and obedient to the cues of the Holy Spirit. And then she tells me she loves me. Aw, doesn't that just warm the cockles of your heart? <laughs> Hey, it does mine because, you know, we get a lot of flack from various people. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, you know, anytime you want to send us a love note like that, that would be awesome. Also, if you want to donate to the show, that would be awesome as well. You could do that, too, uh, by going to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. Um, you know, just give us your best gift whenever you can. Okay, it's important. So it is important. And uh, I think it's, I don't know. I think we're all going to be surprised, you know, when we get rewarded for the work that we do. And you guys, just so you know, hey, when you give to us, you'll get blessed because not only will you get blessed, but, you know, what, what God is doing here is very um, special because the host is special. Yeah, that's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah, Gina, I love you too, girl. I really do. By the way, I also forgot to tell you guys, if you want to join my legal shield, my team, my ladies of justice team, you want to like be on my team and you can learn how to offer legal shield to people who need it, which would be everybody. Um, then get in touch with me cause I can sign you up. And here's the thing. I have a great team of women entrepreneurs, but you know, men are allowed. I don't mind. I'm not gender specific. If you're a man and you want to earn some extra income, if you do the work, you learn the system, you share the opportunity, and you believe in what you're doing, you're going to make money. And you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is my 11-month anniversary of being in Legal Shield. And I can tell you what, this last year for me has been a massive um, 
blessing. Not only has it been a blessing, I've made so many new friends this year just because of Legal Shield, but but the the personal development training and the leadership skills that you get as a result of this company are unheard of. I mean, they really are. If you engage in that and you want that and you want to make money too, then uh, then I'm your girl, right? I had an awesome training last night with my team yesterday. Um, it was it was awesome because they they're getting it and and they're gonna become champions. Yeah, they are. So with that said, Bearface, you have any final thoughts? Um, I'm hoping not my final thoughts. Well, but... you know what I mean for the episode for this episode of Bible News Radio. I think my caller has issues. Oh yeah, I should say. I think, uh, yeah, Sean says there should be a repent conference. Yes. yes and Danielle indeed. says, hi, guys. Are you feeling you any better? Them. Actually, Danielle, I am. I took a little bit of Advil, which tends to help with the soreness in my throat. But I'm still, I just got hit this morning really bad. I mean, like literally, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, well, guess about a, I guess about a week ago, I was really having some sinus stuff going on. It was hard to uh yeah because uh weekends in the word last it's, weekend yeah we live thing. in an allergy basin but i'm i'm doing doing much better from yeah. that time well i feel i feel really good you know and l brooks thank you for retweeting everything and angie i see you and um other things okay so i have did i get everything Jeannie? i said hi to you right paul i said hi to you deplorable yeah okay so all of you guys are here anyway so Excuse me. Thank you. Pardon me. <clears throat> um, my foot is not feeling better. Just so you know, you can pray <laughs> pray for my throat and my foot. <laughs> uh, I did order some insoles that are supposedly supposed to help uh, with foot issues that I have. Um, and they should be here by hopefully the end of the week. Um, so I, I, ha I didn't play pickleball today, which, you know. Me and Pickleball. By the way, our new cover is almost done. You want to give them a sneak peek? Oh. Uh, How many of you might want a sneak peek of my my new Pickleball Faith book cover? This isn't going to be the final one, but it's super close. Which one? The very last one? The very last one, yeah. It's not yeah. It's not like perfect, but I'm getting super excited. And pretty, hopefully this week I'll have up my pre-order page for those of you who want to buy this from us or from me because I wrote it. So there it is. What do you think? You like it? Hey, look over there. There, over, over that way. See, if you look really close, go see the eye and pickleball and move your eye up forward on the top. There is the cross on the ball right there. Is that cool or what? And by the way, building relationships outside the kitchen, that is not going to be the subtitle. I'm still trying to think that through. But if you're a pickleball player, you get that. But if you're not, you don't. That's why I got to change it because I was giving some interesting feedback. <laughs> So, <laughs> do you like it? Okay, on a and and be honest, because this isn't like the final cover, but it's close. So on a on a scale of one to ten, ten being yeah, I love it. This make this your cover, like you know that's ten, or put a you know put a number between there. If you absolutely hate it, you know whatever, it's okay. Um, but we're getting close. We got two eights, three eights. All right. I'm waiting because there's some people there in the chat room. <sighs> Four eights. 
Interesting. We got one nine. So you guys all like it, huh? Do you think that the um, pickleball court on the bottom is too big? I think it's too big. I think it needs to be like smooshed down a little bit to make it a little bit smaller. You could show them the other one that you did. We could give them another, you know. Uh, yeah, that one you can't really read the, the words. I was thinking the one before that one. Yeah. Okay, so this is the other one, too. There's that one. I was told that one has too much white in it. Um, I kind of agree. That's why we made the other one. So, I don't know. What do you think? I know we're going over our time, but whatever. Yeah, remember we have to somewhere to be at 6 o'clock. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's tonight. Yes, it is. I forgot all about it. Okay. Our neighbor was just sworn in to be uh, alderman, which is the city council person. So, yeah, she's being sworn in tonight. Okay. I totally forgot about that. All right. Um, the first one? No, that one. <laughs> Did you put that one up already? What? I was just, just going through them. Yeah, see, just so you know, it's not as easy to design a book cover as you might think. <laughs> it's probably going to be this one, um, except with the court a little bit smaller and a different subtitle. So, um, I kind of like that one, but... Um, I, I don't like the dark blue on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, now everybody's, well, anyway, you guys got the point, right? That one, no. That one. That one Randall did that had nothing to do with me. Just <laughs> a concept. Yeah, it's it's no. I hired Jay to do the the graphic. You know, Jay did a good job with the graphic. Yeah. So, I like that one that's currently on with the with the thing, but it's just uh, too white. That here. No, the other one. That one. I really like that one, but it's just too white. That's why we had you put the. Too the, white. The blue. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay, let's let's it's take high contrast. Let's take five minutes. Okay, just two more minutes. The one that's currently on here versus the the very first one. Put one or two. Okay, so one for the one with blue and white, basically, and then two for the for the for the full for that one, for the 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 green. One, two. <laughs> one, two. Wow, it looks like a lot of people seem to like that one, the number one one. I mean, a lot. By a lot, I mean five people. It's not, this <laughs> is, you guys aren't like a hundred, you know, samps, you know, a sample. Uh... <sighs> well, anyway. I think the title really stands out that well, way. This, with the half yeah. blue, the top half being blue. I do. It's the bottom part we're, we're dealing with. We're. Huh. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, I like the contrast <coughs> of a half-half. Yeah. Um, um. 
Yeah, I like that. We just need maybe on this one we need to put like a put the 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 subtitle inside like um like see how my name is in the black. Yeah. It probably needs to be like in some type of something there and the court I like that it's turned but it it doesn't it interferes with the title unless the title okay. is put inside of something. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. So. I think this one pops more than the blue one though, the blue and green. I think so too. You think one is easier on the eyes? Yeah, see, I agree. Uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just gotta settle on a title, a subtitle, and uh, and all that. But but anyway, as you see, the cross is on the pickleball, and I made that on purpose because we have a cross on our Bible News Radio logo, on our fate on our Bible. The, there's a shadow of the cross, as you can see right down there. Right, if you look at it, see the cross there in the Bible. There you go. So that's kind of my little thing. Everything that I go on from now on, it's probably going to have a cross somewhere like that shadowing it. Oh, can you put them side by side? No, not oh. easily. Not easily. All right, so we got to go. I We have a meeting to get to, uh, swearing in to see. So that's going to be fun. All right, so hey, you guys, I'll uh, see you tomorrow, Lord willing. For our Bible study, don't forget, read your book, 1 Peter chapter 1, at least. So we're going to pick up in verse 10, and then we'll do the Bible study tomorrow instead of Wednesday, because I, I booked Jennifer by accident, I, you know, and she rescheduled her life to do it that day, so I couldn't, like, go, no, you can't come here Wednesday. All right, so remember, be bold, stand up, and go for God. Go, go with God, because he loves you. 